welcome to Rethink, the podcast that explores the people and products shaping innovation and those designing for resilience. Hosted by Philip Beer. Hello and welcome. Today's guest is Andrew Ackerman. Andrew runs Dreamit's Urban Tech Accelerator, where they see over 2,000 startup pitches per year, of which 15 are selected. Andrew, that is a very brief snapshot. Please share additional details and a little more info about yourself. Sure, Phil. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been I've been investing in startups now for over a decade. Uh, I founded two startups previous to that, and I've been with Dreamer for the past five years. I've been focusing on what we call urban tech, so real estate and construction startups now for the past almost three years. Well, can you tell us even more about Dreamit? Sure. So Dreamit is at its core a venture fund, a regular VC fund. We have three verticals. Uh, the other two that are less relevant to this call are health tech and secure tech. And then there's the urban tech vertical, which I run, which focuses on real estate and construction tech startups primarily. We're a $50 million fund. We look to invest in startups that are post-revenue. Uh, they might have $100,000 annual recurring income all the way up to $1 to $2 million annual recurring income. Uh, sorry, annual recurring revenue, to be precise. Uh, and they're the companies that we feel are corporate-ready. Because a lot of our program, which we run in parallel with our venture fund, a lot of our program is designed around getting those startups in front of C-level and SVP-level decision-makers at the large GCs, like the Skanskas and the Suffolks and the Turners of the world, at large developers, uh, property owners, property managers, guys like Brookfield, Blackstone, Related, and to a slightly lesser extent in front of the brokers and the architects. So pretty much everybody that's involved in the urban tech ecosystem. So we specifically look for the startups that are ready to work with those kinds of very large uh, and mid to large type partners. You mentioned health tech, secure tech, and then urban tech are the areas of focus for Dreamit. Um, can you give us a little bit more detail about what urban tech means as related to some of the startups that are in that sector? Sure. That's great. A uh, great way to describe what urban tech is. So just to be entirely clear, urban tech is a word we adopted largely because it was undefined. When we went into the sector, we had a thesis that said uh, construction, real estate, and parts of smart city were poised for explosive growth. Uh, and there really wasn't any one word that included all those things. So we chose the word urban tech, which was uh, purposefully broad, so that we would get all the startups to you know, potentially uh, reach out to us, and we could then uh, you know, winnow it down as need be. So to give you some examples of the breadth of the program, on the construction side, for instance, we have companies that are uh, kind of all the way at the top of the stack, so to speak, like a company like Ipsum, which creates lean construction uh, software. So the idea that you can run a construction company using the same principles that the Japanese auto manufacturers used to just completely re revolutionize the auto manufacturing game back in the 70s, to be able to do that to construction, which is an industry that is so rife uh, with inefficiencies, so 
tech light where it matters is a pretty exciting proposition and has the potential to totally revolutionize the field. Also in construction tech, but at the much more tactical end of the spectrum, we have a company like Smart Barrel, and they make a barrel-mounted check-in system for construction workers that uses facial detection to make sure that everybody checks themselves in, no more body punching, and you have an exact to-the-moment record of the hours worked, who's on site at any one point in time, and all that rolls up directly into the payroll system. So two examples from the opposite ends of the spectrum within construction tech. On the real estate side of, uh, of the fence, we had a very wide spectrum as well. So we have a company like Amenify, which multifamily residential property owners and managers will use to help add amenities to their building, things like dog walkers, in-room cleaning, in-room or, or in common area fitness. Uh, they can add these to their building as a way to make their building more attractive to prospective tenants instead of, say, investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in expanding the gym. So you've got kind of big tenant-facing solutions at one end of the spectrum all the way down to the other end of the spectrum with a company like Snapped, which has a very innovative anti-fraud module that can be integrated into the application uh, process that can detect whether or not the applicant really has the income that they claim they have, even down to scanning documents to see if they've been photoshopped. Wow. So you have construction tech, um, you have the real estate side that really dissects probably every piece of the journey for the developer or the tenant or the home buyer. Um, but you do state that in general, that construction is rife with inefficiencies in tech light. Um, why is that? Why we hear that often from uh, being described that the home building is really lagging when it comes to innovation. So that's a great question. Um, and I don't think I have a full answer for it quite yet. In part, I think it's because buildings are such, such complex entities that it's difficult to insert tech into them piecemeal. There's so many critical elements there. So for example, if you want to innovate on a materials basis, you get a lot of resistance of like, well, I know concrete's gonna last, I know rebar is gonna last. I don't know what that material is gonna look like in 50 years. Uh, if you want to innovate on mission critical components like elevators, there's a lot of resistance there because if the elevator stops working, large chunks of your building may be unusable. Uh, so there's a sheer complexity there. In fact, I like to give the, the example, I have like to contrast construction with healthcare. If you think about the most complicated surgery that we do today, you might come up with an example of uh, conjoined twins who are, who are joined at the base of their skull and you need a team of 20 surgeons operating over a two-day period to finally separate the two twins and, and if they fail, one or both of those twins dies. Now, in your average 10-story or 20-story 
multifamily building, you're dealing with a cast of hundreds of people over 18 months. And if they make a critical error, the building collapses and hundreds of people die. So buildings really are at their heart a lot more complicated uh, a thing to manage and a lot more complicated process to manage than many people give it credit for. It's interesting. Now, oh, yeah. it's interesting. So you make me do, think yeah, when, sorry, you draw the, when you draw the relationship between uh, construction and, and healthcare, the book Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande, he made surge, surgery experience much better by taking the uh, uh, strategies of development and building in applying them to healthcare in the form of a checklist. Uh, so I, it's interesting to hear that analogy, but you know, there's probably uh, some startups listening to this episode. Uh, for those who are, and who have interest in being involved with DreamIt, how do they do so? Sure, I, I, I'm always open for startups to just reach out to me directly. My email is andrew at dreamit.com. If anyone uh, has a startup that they think is relevant to us, I say just send me an email. Uh, the only thing I ask is that you be clear and concise, name of your company in the subject lines and what you do, a couple of sentences in the body of the email, and then attach either a one pager or uh, a pitch deck. So at least I can take a look at it and get a sense of what it is the company's actually doing, how far along they are, uh, and then you know I can respond accordingly. But, you know, my door is always open for walk-ins from interesting startups. And you see. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rethink. Find a complete library of past episodes at iTunes or wherever you're listening to this.